Hey guys, welcome back to the Coastwatch Football Podcast. It's the weekly show where we cover all things across A-League men's and the Central Coast Mariners. My name's Lockie, I'm your host, and so glad that you are joining me here for today's episode because this is a very special edition of the Coastwatch Football Podcast because I'm so excited to reveal that we have our very first ever player guest interview on the podcast today. It's new Mariners signing Noah Smith. We talk all about the upcoming A-League season. And if you guys would like to jump to that chat now, I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to leave a timestamp down in the description if you want to jump straight to that interview that I had with Noah. Um, but man, these episodes are just getting more and more packed because there is uh, more and more sort of player signings happening as, as, as teams scramble to put their squads together. And uh, man, the football is just around the corner. Um, but it's happening even sooner for New South Wales, ACT and Victoria Clubs. Of course, the news was announced the other day. Um, the, the dates have been locked in for the clubs um, in those states, which is really exciting. And obviously the FFA Cup has already kicked off involving Brisbane Raw and Adelaide United. The Reds already securing their passage to the quarterfinals after a win against Adelaide Olympic on the weekend. So let's run through the dates for the New South Wales uh, ACT and Victoria clubs right now. These are involving the A-League clubs. So kicking off Wednesday, November 10th, it's Broadmeadow Magic taking on Western Sydney Wanderers. Friday night, it's a Friday night Melbourne derby, South Melbourne taking on Melbourne City. That's November 12th. And then a doubleheader on Saturday, November 13th. Blacktown City and Central Coast Mariners are taking their game out to Mudgee. And just after that, Newcastle Olympic take on MacArthur FC. And then we've got a game in between round one and round two. Sydney FC are kicking off their FFA Cup campaign against Sydney Olympic. That's Wednesday, November 24th. So really exciting for those clubs, especially considering, you know, obviously these states going through some pretty hectic lockdowns in recent months. So it's nice just, you know, competitive football is kicking off just that little bit earlier now. So really something to look forward to. And it's going to give us an indication in terms of, you know, what to expect for the upcoming season. And, you know, this preseason has been different. Usually, you know, obviously the FFA Cup kicks off months beforehand and we get to see plenty sort of preseason games and get an idea of what to expect from these these the teams and the new players that have joined the that have joined the clubs and everything. But this is gonna be really different. So it's gonna be so hectic when the football does kick off in a couple of weeks' time. Um, there's going to be a lot happening. So make sure to stay tuned to the Coastwatch football channels to stay up to date um, to everything. Um, there's also been a lot of transfer news over the past week, man. And, and also, of course, the headline um, in regards to transfer news has been, uh, of course, Diego Castro, the Perth Glory attacker, announcing that he is uh, leaving Perth Glory after a number of years at the club. And he has been at least top five in terms of all-time greatest A-League imports. Um, you know, the Spaniard has been such a crucial part of Perth Glory's success, especially in those couple of years where, you know, they were making the grand, they won the, they won the premiership and everything. Um, Diego Castro was at the, f- the forefront of, uh, of all that, of all the successful times for Perth Glory. So um, it's just, it's just been, a, you know, great to have a player like him in, uh, in the A-League. Uh, Western United have made a move for Serbian striker, Alexander Prijevic and, um, he joins Western United, 31 years, 31 years of age, and with a little bit of pedigree in Europe. So, um, and he'll provide some competition for uh, Dylan Wenzel Hall in that in that striker position at Western United, and obviously a former striker and John Aloisi in charge there at Western United. So interesting to see sort of what's going to happen there with the strikers at Western. Western Sydney Wanderers have signed Japanese forward Keijiro Ogawa, 29 year old, joins the Wanderers, and man, this Western Sydney lineup is is looking pretty lethal, man. Like the players that they've brought in, I think 
I've said it a couple times here and there on the podcast and in, and in TikTok videos, if you've been watching on TikTok, but Wanderers are really starting to build a formidable lineup this season. And in my opinion, maybe the strongest squad that we've seen from Western Sydney in maybe four or five years. So um, just some more strength added there for Western Sydney. Um, Eli Babal is back in the A-League at Newcastle Jets and the deals don't end there for Newcastle, who have obviously been very busy um, this preseason in terms of bringing in players. Uh, Spanish midfielder Mario Arque has joined the Newcastle Jets 29-year-old. And um, a lot of depth now as well in this Newcastle squad. So many fresh plays. It's really going to be, you know, it's tricky to sort of predict. A lot of people have asked, you know, where can we expect Newcastle Jets to, to finish this season? And for me, they're the hardest team to predict because we just don't know. Because when you do such a major rebuild like that, and, you know, especially with a new coach at the helm, um, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard to predict. All we do know is that they will certainly be more competitive than they were last season. And we are hearing apparently that they will be be playing a more attacking brand of football. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see up Jets, Jets fans. If I was a Jets fan, of course, rivals for me, but um, I'd be optimistic for this season. Uh, that's for sure. Al-Hassan Toure has joined MacArthur FC. This one may be a bit of a surprise to some people. Obviously, Al-Hassan, uh, you know, it was only a couple of years ago where he scored uh, that goal in, in the FFA Cup final just a couple of years ago. And, you know, both Toure brothers have such have had such a big impact at Adelaide United. So many talented young players coming through there at the Reds. But um, joining MacArthur FC, which is... Again, MacArthur, another side that have strengthened really, really well. So a great signing for the Bulls down there as well. And then lastly, Luca Prusho has joined Wellington Phoenix. And uh, I think I think that I think that move is a good is a good one for all parties involved. You know, Prusho, you know, a player who was at the Jets recently and um, you know, showed some glimpses here and there. Like he's a young player and he looks like he's got a lot of potential. I think at a team in a team like Wellington Phoenix under Ufuk Tale. Um, maybe that's where they're going to get the best out of him. And um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, the way it's looking at the moment, especially as well, that he might be a direct replacement for for Devia in the lineup. Obviously, big boots to fill in Ulysses Devia, who has, of course, joined MacArthur FC. But yeah, that's all the transfer news from the past week. Of course, so much happening in uh, in terms of player movement. So um, it's making things um, really tricky to predict, considering that there's so many new players um, in a lot of these clubs, but uh, makes it even more exciting to watch from a viewer's point of view as well. Um, and some Central Coast Mariners news as well. Some terrific news for young defender Lewis Miller, who has been called up to Australia's under-23 squad for some upcoming qualifiers. Great achievement for a player who has been involved at the Mariners system for a number of years now. And uh, it has been showing just... Is is developing. You can tell he's developing really, really well. A couple of years ago, he was looking pretty fresh. You know, making his A League debut last season. You could tell he's he sort of really beefed up quite a bit, and he and he's really growing into, um, you know, a really capable A League level defender. And um, I'm sure we we'll, we can expect more game time for Lewis Miller this season as well. But let's jump into the fan questions next. And again, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for sending in your, all your questions. I'm, I'm honestly blown away by the number of people that are getting involved and sending in stuff. Um, and if, if you want to send in, send in questions for future podcasts, uh, keep an eye on the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages for Coast Watch Football, especially on the Instagram story. Generally on a Monday, there'll be a little questionnaire Q&A thing where you can punch in your questions and um and they'll might get answered here on the podcast so we're going to run through some questions here and uh i like this question predictions for round 
one. And yes, it is still a few weeks away, but you know, can't hurt to do an early prediction. Uh, this one's sent in from Luca on Instagram. So here's my early predictions for round one in the A-League. Melbourne City and Brisbane Raw, of course, kicking things off. I'm predicting a City home win there. Uh, the Sydney derby is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I, I can see a high scoring draw in that game. Uh, I can't see any, I don't think either side will pip it. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a draw in that game. Western United and Melbourne victory. I can see a draw as well. Of course, Tony Popovich and John Aloisi uh, facing each other um, in that matchup. Perth glory, I reckon will defeat Adelaide United at home in the F3 derby. I reckon it's going to be a draw. I was going to say a two, one win to the Mariners, but Jets with the new players playing at home, you know, will be desperate to get a result. Uh, but of course, Central Coast Mariners, we, we always go into derbies, you know, up for the challenge. And, you know, last time we played an F3 derby up there, we did pick up the 1-0 win. So I'm, I mean, I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to say maybe a one or 2 all draw there in the F3 derby for us. And then MacArthur, I reckon, will defeat Wellington in the final game for round one. What do you guys think of those um, predictions? Um, fairly safe predictions, I reckon. Um, but yeah, feel free to drop in your predictions for round one in the comments below. Uh, we've got another question in here from Sam on Instagram. What signings are you most excited to see, both at the Mariners and just in the A-League in general? So at the Mariners, I am definitely keen to see how Nikolai Muller fits into the side. And, you know, I, actually a couple other questions that people had sent in in terms of, is Nikolai Muller going to play as a number 10? You know, is he going to replace Danny De Silva just on that left wing? Who knows? I mean, we could be playing an entirely different system. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, as many other fans agree, I believe, would love to see Nikolai play as an out-and-out number 10, that playmaker sitting in behind the striker. Um, but obviously, for recent, you know, in the recent season, we've been playing with a 4-4-2. So we'll have to wait and see. But I'm keen to see Nikolai Muller uh, for the Mariners. Cy Goddard, shout out, shout out to Cy Goddard as well. I think a player who... It's, I, I think he's got a lot of promise from the highlights that we've seen of him. Seen of him. Um, I think at, at A-League level, he he could potentially have a big season. And uh, we're hearing big things about Cy. So uh, keep an eye out for Cy Goddard this season at the Mariners as well. But of course, I mean, the obvious one is Daniel Sturridge. So excited to see Daniel Sturridge in the A-League and just hope, I mean, just for the, just for, you know, not just for glory fans' sake, but for the sake of the whole A-League, hopefully he stays injury-free, settles in well, and... Um, and, and, and lights up the league, man, because it's great to have a player of his profile here in Australia. Um, there's a couple other players I think that we should be keeping an eye on. Alexander Previch, the, the signing that I just talked about earlier. Uh, it seems like he's going to be a bit of a handful, I think, in the A-League. And uh, it seems like sort of like a quite tall, physical, formidable player. And uh, again, with John Aloisi coaching him, a former striker, I think he'll get the best out of him. So keep an eye out for Alexander Previch. Um some other defenders that have joined the A-League that, that have maybe sort of flown under the radar, but I think uh, Leo LaCroix at uh, Western United and Roderick Miranda, the former Wolves defender who has joined Melbourne Victory. I think they could have big seasons as well. Um, you know, we think back to, of course, I, I, I feel like I mentioned him almost every podcast, but Patrick Zonsbeck, who was probably the greatest sort of, I guess, foreign centre-back to have played in the A-League, in, in A-League history, maybe the best of all time, yeah? Um, but uh, potentially... They will have similar similar seasons for their respective sides. And then I've I've got an honorable mention here. The last one I've got is Dimi Dimi Petrados. Um even though he's always played for my rivals, rival clubs, I, I've always liked Dimi as a player. And, you know, it was only a couple of years ago he was involved in uh, the World Cup squad for Australia. 
And he, he was he, he had the most assists in the A League a couple of seasons ago at the Jets. I think at Western Sydney Wanderers he's really going to flourish. So he could have a massive season, Dimitri Dimitri Petrados at Western Sydney Wanderers. Rolling on with the questions, Miles on Instagram asks: Has Monty brought in the right players, and do we have enough enough depth? To get a high to get a high table finish, so I've he sent in two questions, so I've put them both um, in one here. So I hope you don't mind that, Miles. But um, it's an interesting one in terms of our depth. I'll touch on the depth thing at, at, first of all. Mm, it, it, it's it's tricky because obviously last season was an interesting one where uh, I don't think people were very confident in our playing squad. You know, especially in a defensive sense, we weren't very didn't have really have depth in a defensive sense, but. Ruan Tongik and Kai Rolls had, you know, probably their best seasons ever. And uh, and we proved everyone wrong and we finished third. So it's tricky. But I think we still have a couple holes to plug. We still haven't signed that defensive midfielder to, to replace Gianni Stensness. Um, and in terms of the striker situation, and again, shout out to everyone who's who's been messaging me about uh, Mateus Maresh, who um, has just recently announced, confirmed that he has left his club in Singapore. We're keeping our eyes out on anything in terms of any little hints that he'll potentially be uh, be uh, coming over here to Australia to play at the Central Coast. Because if you haven't heard, Mateus Maresh is 23-year-old Brazilian striker that the Mariners have been rumored linked with. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. So hopefully Mateus joins and uh, hopefully another midfielder. And then I think I think then we'll feel fairly confident attacking players. We've got Cy Goddard, Benny Incololo, Nikolai Muller, you know, some decent depth there as well. And, you know, striking department, Matty Simon, Marco Renia. Um, but in terms of finishing at the same spot, I can't see it happening purely, even if we did bring in, you know, those couple of players just to fill up the squad, just the, the, the competition in the A-League is just so, is going to be, it's going to be so tight this season. So many of the sides have strengthened so well. So, um, ladder prediction, full ladder prediction will be coming soon. Um, but I can see the Mariners maybe sneaking into sixth or fifth, but I can't finish, can't see us finishing any, any higher than that. We've also got a question here from Jezza on Instagram who asks thoughts on Sydney FC's signings this season. So, um, it's been interesting actually, because a lot feel like I've, I've read a lot of comments online. People's talking about, you know, expecting Sydney FC not to finish as high as they usually do in the A-League, which I'm sort of surprised at because I think they still have a quality squad. And, you know, the players that they have brought in, so James Donachie, Elvis Cam Sobar, Conor O'Toole, and uh, Max Burgess, all players that I think strengthen the squad in different um, in different ways. James Donachie, obviously sort of a direct replacement for Ryan McGowan, who's left the club. Um, Conor O'Toole is an interesting one, considering that they already have Michael Zolo and uh, and uh, Joel King at left back. So interesting to see how that's sort of going to work out. I, I think Max Burgess could have a big season um, at the club this this year. And of course, Elvis Cam Sober, um, uh, an exciting player who I don't think has quite reached his potential yet. And Melbourne Victory, I don't think he's he's quite got there yet. So maybe it's in the FC. Maybe that's where he um, hits his potential as well. So um, I rate it. I think it's okay. It's not like amazing. It's not, it's, it, they're certainly not up there with the, with, you know, the best recruitment. Um, but I guess they didn't really have to recruit that many big names. You know, they still have Ninkovic, they still have Bobo and Lafondre, you know, in terms of attack, I think they're still looking really solid and throughout midfield and defense as well. Very well covered. So, um, yeah, I don't mind Sydney FC signings this season. And then we got one more question here in from Sam on Instagram who asks, why is this season going to be different? It's a great question. And um, I've been thinking about this a lot. And uh, there's, I think there's a, couple, there's a couple things that are really going to make this season stand out. And the first one and the most obvious one is 
returning football returning after lockdown and and yes not all of australia has not all of australia has uh, has been in lockdowns but you know victoria new south wales that's seven clubs have been in lockdown recently and um the i think now that we hopefully are coming on the other other end of this thing where we can have no restrictions and you know interstate travel and you know full capacity at stadiums hopefully because everybody wants that um I think there's really going to be a sense of excitement that finally the A-League is back, finally football is back, and we can get on with this thing, you know, properly. And uh, for me at least, uh, that's 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 the sense that I'm getting from the fan base at the moment, that people just can't wait to get back into the stadiums. And hopefully we can see, especially the big ones, like the big derbies that we just, we just see them sold out. I'd love to see, you know, a sold-out Combank Stadium um, for, for the Sydney derby, you know, sold-out Melbourne derby as well. Um, so for me, that that's 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 the main one, the sort of coming back after COVID. And yes, last season was obviously like mainly uninterrupted by, you know, restrictions and stuff. But you just get a sense that this year, I don't know, for me at least, I feel like we're returning back to normal. So I uh, can't wait for it uh, to get back. And the second thing as well is that, in my opinion, at least, every team in the A-League this season has a quality squad. There's not many... When I'm doing... When I'm sort of, you know, doing drafting my ladder predictions and stuff, it's so hard to pick the bottom four sides because every squad has a quality side. And um, there's some that have recruited better than others that I think will really be up there. And, you know, I'll reveal those soon in, 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 in upcoming videos. But... The, the competition across the A-League is just so tight, so even that you just, you don't know what to expect. And, you know, think back to last, last season for me was, was maybe one of the most entertaining A-League seasons of all time. And, you know, I think this one is just going to be even more hectic. You know, so many clubs challenging for that top six. And, you know, just to think, just to think that there's going to be six clubs this season missing out on finals. And there's going to be some high quality players not playing in the final series at the end of the upcoming season. So, I mean, that's just a couple of reasons why I think this season is going to be maybe different from others to have just a little bit of a different vibe. But um, yeah, man, can't wait to get back. Can't wait. Um, so thanks so much for sending in those fan questions, guys. I do appreciate it. But we're going to jump into our player interview right now. So excited for you guys to hear this one. Here's my chat with Mariners defender Noah Smith. All right, joining me for this is actually pretty historic because it's actually the first ever play interview we've had on the Coast Watch Football Podcast. It's Noah Smith. How's it going, man? It's going great. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, so good, so good. And I want to ask, how are you settling in so far to the Central Coast? Uh, it's been awesome so far. Uh, it's hard to not love moving up here. It's just it's such a beautiful city. The weather's been great so far, and I'm close to the beach. Uh, all the boys have been so good. So it's just been amazing nice. so far. A lot of fun. How does it compare to Adelaide? I haven't never been to Adelaide personally, but in terms of beaches and stuff, how does it compare? Well, where I grew up in Adelaide, I was two minutes from the beach. So I've lived on the beach pretty much my whole life, but the beach is a bit different. Adelaide is just all flat, very calm. Here it's a bit more wavy and a bit different, but um, it's similar in the terms that it's close to the beach. And Adelaide's very, it's very similar in the way that it's laid back, very relaxed, a lot of cafes, just go chill. It's, yeah, it's good like that. Nice. I'm glad you mentioned the cafes because that was actually going to be my next question. When it comes to coffees, who does it better, the Central Coast or Adelaide? Well, I actually haven't been able to experience the Central Coast coffees that much because it's only been, we're going to go out, out of lockdown on True. Monday or whatever. But I'm, I'm interested to go explore a beer and I have a nice cafe just down the road for me. So where I've been going in lockdown, that was really good. But I'll have to get out and, and try and find some more good ones. 
For sure, man. For sure. There's so many good ones out there, especially all around Terrigal. So many good ones. Hey, let's jump into your footballing career. And I'd love to just sort of do like a brief sort of walkthrough in terms of your your history so far. Obviously, you're still a young player. and uh, But obviously coming through the ranks at Adelaide United. And uh, it was interesting actually listening to the chat that you did um, on the Mariners official YouTube channel, like talking about how, you know, you were playing sport from a young age, Aussie rules, basketball was in there as well. What made you choose a career in football? Oh, that's a good question. Well, when I was um, young, I just wanted to play everything. And mm. football was the first thing that I could start like at the youngest age. So I just played that as a kid and I loved it. And then I start, started playing basketball and, uh, and Aussie rules as well. But then when I got to about 12, 13, I made the state team for soccer. Um, and then it was like I had to choose because that was on Saturday mornings. My school Aussie rules was Saturday mornings as well. And I thought, well, if I'm in the state team, I might as well give this a crack. And, and that's really why I stuck with with football and I loved it. It was my favorite sport as a kid. So, so good. So good, man. Well, we're, we're glad you picked it because now you're here at the Mariners and I hope they're going to make a big impact for us this year. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about Adelaide United, of course, because you spent the last few years there as well. Joined the youth system in 2017 and made your first team debut. I actually didn't realize this, but it was actually against the Mariners in February 2020. Um, and, you know, you were obviously coming through. We're seeing at Adelaide United now a whole, as, as, a, as a really good crop of young players that have come through at Adelaide United, and, and you were a part of that, of course, you know, you know, Cassini Yangi, the Toure brothers, you know, Louis Dorigo, all these players, you know, uh, now becoming first-team players in the A-League. What was it like being a part of that, that youth squad at Adelaide United coming up? Was it quite a tight-knit group? Yeah, well, they, it was awesome being in that team because we were all, like, best friends, and then on the pitch, it just made it even better. And we had a, an amazing coach, Paul Pezos, who who just got knew how to get the best out of everyone. And if you look at all the young kids that came up through the youth team and ended up playing for the first team, Paul coached pretty much all of them. And I give a lot of credit for my um, like pathway and journey to him because he just managed to get the best out of everyone and make us the best players. So I guess it's a credit to Alex United for hiring him and keeping him there for quite a few years and and I think he's really helped all the young kids, no matter where they've gone, like Carlo Armiento at Perth, Pacific Neon Gabira, who's moved there as well. And, and he's coached all of them and made a big impact on our careers. So good, man. So good. And continuing the journey through Adelaide, uh, you at the, st- at the start of last season signed that one-year scholarship contract. And you had a pretty decent stint um, in the first team, especially in those opening 10 rounds. Um and how was that for you, sort of, I guess, being thrown into the deep end there? I remember you playing round one. I think that was um, away to Western United. I remember that was that opening fixture of last season. Game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, sort of playing with a lot of these really high-profile plays, you know, Craig Goodwin, Tommy Urich, and, you know, Ben Halloran, a lot of big names in this Adelaide United side. What was that like, you know, your first experience, um, you know, at first team level at, at the A-League? It was interesting because I had been training with these players for, for a couple of years. So I felt a part of the squad, but obviously I had never really played. So then when I finally played my first game at the start of last season, I kind of, it was a bit of a relief that I'm like, I finally got to play. But then also the, the older players, like you mentioned, and Michael Jakobsen, who played next to me as well, mm. he just made it so comfortable for me, um, Goody and Tommy and all them. So Steph as well. And um, they just made it comfortable and made the transitions pretty seamless. So. It was it was really enjoyable because they were they were there to guide me and, and make it as easy for me as they could. Mm, so good. 
Now, coming into uh, 2021, you've obviously joined the Central Coast Mariners. And uh, tell us tell us the, the process of, of, of how you came to joining the Central Coast. Uh, obviously, at the back end of last season, Jack Clisby, who had been here for a number of years, our sort of our, our mainstay when it comes to the left-back position, uh, he's obviously left to go back to Perth Glory. Um, you know, were there conversations with Monty involved? What was that process like uh, joining the Central Coast? And was it, was it an easy decision for you? Well, it actually happened pretty quickly. I was just um, chilling at all my friend's house on a Friday night and I get a call from my agent and he says, uh, Nick Montgomery is interested. Um, I'm going to set up a, a Zoom call for you on Monday. So this was Friday night. So then I'm like, awesome, this is cool. I like, I know about the club and how they like to promote young players and stuff. I thought this would be perfect. So then Saturday morning, I'm, I'm at the gym, I think. And then I come home and I get a call. It's like, yeah, Monty wants to meet with you now. So I'm like all stressed. I'm like, wow. Like what's going on? And then I call him. We talk. Monty and I talk for about an hour. Awesome. Had a great chat. Get mm-hmm. off the phone. Speak to Serge, the assistant, for a bit. And then about that afternoon, um, uh, buddy, my agent calls me and he says, "Yep, they want to sign you." So it all happened. It all happened within not even 24 hours. And wow. and I knew there was no doubt in my mind that this would be a perfect fit because I want to be able to play and I know how they like uh, how they can develop young players, as you've seen you know, with all the Socceroos that they've had. And um, yes, I thought it'd be perfect and, and it's worked out well so far. I mean, as I've said, we're so glad to have you here at the club. And uh, I mean, it's an exciting team that I think we're building this season. And obviously there's the, we, we were certainly the, the story of last season, I guess the Mariners, you know, I guess tip to, to pick up the wooden spoon again, we'd picked up four wooden spoons in the last five years end up, you know, against all odds, finishing third. So uh, a lot of fans are curious to hear about how the team is going into this season, knowing that, you know, there's such big heights to sort of meet if we want to sort of achieve that same that same finish. Give us a little bit of insight in terms of how the team is is gelling at the moment. What sort of style of football can we expect from the Mariners this season? It's going to be very, very high-paced, I think. Like Monty and Sergio, we want to do is score goals. And that's that's how you win football games, scoring goals. And and by keeping the, the uh, good core of players like Rosie and RT and Beerus mm-hmm. and then Ollie in the midfield and adding adding players in like Sai and Benny, our two new signings who are just amazing in front of goal and going forward. So there's just a great complement of uh, players that can defend and go forward and score goals. So it should be a very exciting year. And I hope all mm-hmm. the fans uh, love us scoring goals because that's what it's about. We're keen, man. We're keen. We can't wait. Um, and... Hopefully, we'll see a number of goals scored in round one. Of course, it's the F3 derby. And uh, it's not too far away. It's just around the corner, a few weeks away. Um, but obviously, I mean, at Adelaide, you got, uh, you got a taste of an A-League rivalry in the original rivalry, rivalry against uh, Melbourne Victory. And, uh, but of course, the F3 derby, which is quite a unique derby. It doesn't really have, I guess, the glitz and glamour of the Sydney derby or, you know, the Melbourne derby, these, these sort of these big clubs. The F3 derby, it's, it's a really unique experience. Um, what's, how, how are you sort of feeling knowing that that's the first round fixture? And have you, have you spent much time? Has, have the boys spoken to you a lot about the F3 derby? I haven't really thought about it much because it's so long away. I'm just trying to get through this preseason. But on Saturday, I was speaking to Oli and, and Simo a bit and they were just stressing that, like, doesn't matter how we win this game. It's just important that we win. We can have one shot to their 10. This is a game to just win. You just win and it will set, up, set us up for a great season. So it's starting to hit me that how important and big of a game this is for our fans as well. 
to get, get the season off on the right foot. So it's very exciting and I just can't wait to get the season started. And I also want to talk about as well the aspirations, I guess, just for the Mariners this season. I mean, as I touched on pre just briefly before, you know, the fact that the Mariners had such a fantastic year last season and, and uh, you know, we saw so many fans return to the stadium. Um, what are the aspirations? Is there like a, is there a goal in mind for the club? Is it simply make finals? Is there a specific target sort of set in mind? What is Monty's laid out for you guys this season? Uh, every day we talk about being the best, just being the best. All our standards are the best. Our, our trainings are the best. Everything you do, you try and do it with perfection because that's the way we're going to have the best season. And we believe with the squad we're putting together and the way this preseason has gone so far that there's no reason why we can't be the best team in the league. And, and build on what, what the boys did last year because last year was an amazing year and I think we, uh, the squad net didn't really lose that many players. We gained some great imports. So, so there's no reason why we can't be up there and, and fighting for titles again. So good. Uh, dude, we love to hear that as Mariners fans, that's for sure. Um, and I also want to ask you just a question about sort of your personal career as well. And, you know, in the A-League, we've seen plenty of talented left-backs come through, you know, the A-League system and go into bigger and better things. You know, think of Alex Goes back at Sydney FC a few years back, uh, Liberato Kakache at Wellington Phoenix a couple of years ago as well. And, uh, you know, it's really exciting seeing, and, and the Mariners, of course, as we, as we touched on a little bit before as well, have produced so many high-quality players over the years. What are your sort of personal goals for your football career? Would you love to represent Australia at a national level? Like, have you got some sort of personal goals that you'd love to achieve over your career? Of course. I think, I think going to Europe is a main goal for every player, but I think that's just something that I want to achieve. And, and I think the sport we play football so worldwide and it would be stupid not to use the gift that we have to be able to experience the world, like um, playing in Europe, playing in, in uh, South America or countries like this. And, and that's just one of my goals to be able to play at the highest level and see the world and, and play for Australia and, and just as, uh, go as big as I can, because that's, that's what football's about trying to get the best out of yourself. And, and there's no, there's no limits on anything. So good, man. So good. Um, well, I'll tell you what, to finish off, we'll finish off with some, just some little fun questions. I know you're a Green Bay Packers fan. I think you've got the shirt on right now, dude. Um, love to see it. I am a, I am a casual NFL fan. I'm a supporter of San Francisco 49ers. Uh, tell us just briefly about what sort of got you into NFL and specifically the Green Bay Packers. Well, um, I've got family in America on my mom's side. So when I was about nine or 10, I went over there and uh, we went to a college football game, Clemson, who's a big college team as well. And my family lives in Milwaukee as well, and they're all Packers fans. So when I got to an age where I started getting interested, it was a no-brainer to pick the Packers. And, um, and we've been pretty good so far. And it's just, it's just so much fun to watch and, and follow because it's a truly amazing sport. And the last one I want to ask you as well is that on, uh, on the Coast Watch Football uh, YouTube channel, we've been doing a, a FIFA career mode series, playing as the Mariners, sort of a nice way to preview the season for the, for the upcoming campaign. Are you much of a FIFA player yourself? Do you play much Xbox or PlayStation? It's funny. So previous like three, four years, I'd retired from FIFA. I used to be massive. And then I moved yeah. up here and we were in lockdown. I'm like, I'm a bit bored. All the boys are talking about it. So I asked um, Nikolai Muller um, if he had a spare PlayStation because I knew he had PS5. So he brought me home this whole contraption, a suitcase that opens up, PlayStation <laughs> built in with wheels, built oh. for traveling. So oh I've God. just got that set up right next to me and I've been fully into it, fully into it this FIFA. And it, it's been awesome just talking to the boys in the party and uh, it's been great just to kill some time whilst we were in lockdown. So good, man. So good. Well, Noah, thanks so much for, for taking the time to have a chat on the podcast. I do appreciate it so much. It's really exciting to sort of 
you know, hear that little bit of insight in terms of how the build, how the team is building for the upcoming season. So, uh, yeah, man, thanks for thanks for jumping on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that chat that I had with Mariners defender Noah Smith and hopefully you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have indeed enjoyed, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a like on this video, helps out the page a lot. Or if you're listening on a podcast platform, you can leave a review which helps out the podcast a lot as well. Um, If you want to stay up to date in terms of everything that's happening here at Coastwood Football, plenty of fun, exciting A-League content dropping, uh, head to the the description where there's links to all of the social media platforms and come hang out on YouTube, man. YouTube is really where we're trying to build the audience um, for the Coastwood football fan base. And uh, there's going to be some live streams coming, plenty of exciting videos. And of course, we're continuing our FIFA, our Central Coast Mariners FIFA 22 career mode series, which uh, we're slowly getting towards uh, the end of that first season in that series. So so come check that out as well if, you, if you're interested. Uh, once again, guys, I really do appreciate you listening and sticking by the podcast. Have a great week and I'll see you next Tuesday.